0: Couple members of the Randy Newman fandom Discussing one of his songs at random Followed by another That's a cover It's Wheel of Randy Well, if you don't be my little woman And I won't buy you a dog.
1: Hey, it's Real of Randy, the number one Randy Newman podcast in the world and Canada. We are part of the Good Trash Media Network. If you're new to the show, you should probably follow us on Twitter. Go to the pinned tweet and there will be an episode guide. That way, when we talk about a certain song, it's easier for you to pause the podcast And listen to the song that we have in mind. All have thanks to everything up there. So go to Twitter at Wheel of Randy. Go to the pinned tweet. And that'll get you to where you need to go. Wheel of Randy is brought to you by Wade Engineering. And that's it. Let's start the show. It's Wheel of Randy. Folks, we got Kyle Reed today. Hello, Kyle. Thanks for coming on today. Well, thanks
0: so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Kyle, you're are in Norman, Oklahoma. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, I've uh, been living in Norman for, for a while now. And uh, a, a musician of of note. Uh, uh, t- tell t- tell us what, what your music is like. Because when, when I pull up Kyle Reed and, on, on Spotify, everything <laughs> that I pull up sounds completely different. I was like,
0: well, maybe it's a common name. Maybe he's sure. just one of these Kyle Reeds. <laughs> I think there's at least one other Kyle Reed. I I remember back in the early two thousands when I was hunting for all the domain names and all of my handles on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, there was another Kyle Reed in Canada who did a lot more electronic stuff. And so you might have, have come across that guy, but, um, but you know, lately I've been doing a little, little bit of electronic stuff myself. Uh, the, the thing I think I do most or people would most know me for around here at least is, uh, what I do with my band, the Love Swinging Chariots, and it's very much a um, New Orleans-inspired um, jazz band, but uh, comprised largely of uh, original material. At least on the recorded albums, you know, we like to throw in some of the the standards of the uh, New Orleans street bands and the uh, trad jazz and all that all that good stuff. It's one of the reasons why I love Randy so much. Is you know, I feel like he he really incorporates a lot of those really traditional like americana uh, elements into a lot of his songs.
1: You know, that's something I've I've wondered, especially people with 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 a, a background in, in New Orleans music
0: whether he's he's accepted as as true New Orleans uh, music or not. <laughs> it's a good question. You know, I in in my mind he he is, you know, a, a continuation of a of a lineage of like New Orleans piano players and and that kind of thing. Um uh, but I do remember hearing somebody say that they they played a gig in New Orleans and uh, in uh, you know in, in lettering right above the stage was a big sign that said if you play uh, Louisiana uh, 1927 we will k- kick you out we will ah! insert and we will kick you out. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe it was just you know it's just you know it's too soon, always too soon in in New Orleans.
1: It it, it may be a hallelujah situation. They're just sick True. of hearing it the last ten <laughs> years or something. Like
0: that. I you thought Aaron do. Neville
1: did a, a fine version of it. Oh, and my God. And maybe, uh, may, maybe maybe they're just tired of hearing bad versions. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather... You make a good point. I'd almost rather not hear somebody do Hallelujah than have, hear them do a bad, right?
1: I'm wondering what the local equivalent to that would be. Maybe someone doing this land
0: is your land <laughs> yeah or, it could be what, or maybe what's the
1: oklahoma song that we're sick to
0: death of <laughs> that is such a good question i'm curious it might it might belong to john fulbright i, I know a whole, a whole bunch of people like to cover cover john fulbright songs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but, yeah, no, I think, I, you know, that New Orleans thing, at least, uh, you, he have, at the very least knows how to how to channel it and uh, and how to faithfully sort of present it. Uh, well, faithfully, I say. You know, there are elements of it that are just, like, to a T, you know. Um, I'm thinking of, like, his uh, Bad Love. There's a song on there called Shame, and there's a rhythm guitar in there that just feels so swing and so chunky in, in this style that is, you know, sort of very... New Orleans and early jazz to me that, you know, um, and of course all the stuff he does with his, his left hand and those piano parts, you know, it, that's so, so much of what that, uh, New Orleans kind of thing is. Um, I, I tell you, he, he is the bane of my left hand.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I, I understand. I, I can't go back and forth like that. I try and I try and I just uh, can't do it.
0: It's magic when someone does it right. Yeah. No, I, I'm a guitar player primarily, but I I try to dabble on the piano myself, and every once in a while get brave enough to to try to work out a Randy Newman song. And yeah, it's he's 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 got complexities in his in his stuff, and 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 power, and syncopation, and all these all these fun things that make it really great to listen to, and really hard to hard to to perform and recreate. You know, Kyle, what what are you working
1: on these days? Are 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 you playing? Are 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 you doing shows? Are are, are you getting back into it?
0: Well, a little bit. Yeah. I just got my second vaccine shot last week and uh I'm I'm starting to look at the prospects of what the summer could be regarding shows or at the very least like outdoor festivals, outdoor shows and, and maybe a couple of of other things. But um but yeah, you know, uh we've been getting good news about the, you know, effectiveness of the vac- vaccine and uh I think I, I remember reading just recently that um you're you're not likely to transmit it if you've been vaccinated. So I'm feeling a lot better about playing some shows this summer, but um I have been working on, on several recordings, you know, I've been producing music for other people. So I'm working on some recordings with Carter Sampson and, uh, Kirsten white and Megan Marlene that are sounding really awesome. And, uh, of course working on a new chariots record as well. So that's all original material, um, that is, is very much, like I said, influenced by kind of an early jazz or new Orleans feel. Um, And then on the side of of all that, um, I think I mentioned uh, um, in in our original message thread that I, I went to school for engineering and I've been playing music ever since graduation, but I still like to find some way to to scratch my brain uh scratch my brain itch and um i've been recently um converting old tape recorders into uh tube guitar amplifiers and i've got a whole stack of them in in my shed right now that are slowly switched over yeah that's a a really fun project right there
1: okay i gotta ask what what branch of engineering
0: i uh i was at ou in the uh, engineering physics department which had uh, a uh Design sequence um, System, so I did two years with the uh, mechanical engineers uh, and and then the rest of my time was in the physics department nice yeah those were good good times. I learned a lot, um, and ultimately we came down to it. I, I was one of the lucky few who didn 't have um, any student loan debt and then graduation day uh, you know was fast approaching, and I was already kind of making money playing music and um, i I just saw myself there uh, a lot a lot more than I saw myself doing engineering full time sure. so you know, I figured I'd take a chance. Why not?
1: Yeah, oh, good for you. That's fantastic.
0: Thanks. Yeah, you are you from Norman originally? Where are you, Where are you from? I went to high school in Edmond, and then uh, went to college down here in Norman. My, my grandparents lived in Norman, so we came down every year for Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff. So Norman's always felt, you know, kind of kind of like home. Um, and Edmond was great growing up too, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, Norman, especially once I got here for college and you know got to know sort of the all the fun, weird quirks about Norman and, uh, you know, started to feel like I was developing into, you know, my own, my own person there. It it felt like a good place to be. I I love how there
1: are pockets of Norman that feel like they've never, ever changed. That's true. Um, that, you know, that, you know, parts of it are are turning into to suburbs, but, but that center of Norman, Mm -hmm. it's still got that, that, Mm -hmm. that what would you call it? That, that eighties college town feel to it.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some neighborhoods there in Norman that just, yeah, take me back, um, to my eighties college days. And, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a cool little community and there's, you know, um, cool people here who, who value, you know, kind of making it, making it weird and making it a place where people, you know, can feel a little bit, a little bit outside the, the normal, uh, And yeah, just, just good people, good friends. Uh, And, you know, you mentioned those places that, that never changed. you know, all of campus corner over there is pretty much turned over and is, you know, um, something new and different except for the deli, as far as I can tell, which is, (laughs) (laughs) which can, can never change. It, It is, you know. It is as, as good as it'll ever be, and that's that's pretty darn great.
1: I think people that are only in Norman for for game day really miss the flavor of the town. It's uh, right. I, I I like going down there. Uh, you know, around Memorial Day is nice. Yeah, all the undergrads have left, and it's not <laughs> hot, and you can just walk the town. I
0: yeah yeah. So you just described my my perfect day right there. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so i let's talk about
1: let's talk about what you're playing how, yeah. how how did you decide to 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 get into the into the style of music you're doing you know the the uh, the, the, the whole i whether it's with the the low swinging chariots or, or 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 beforehand what what made you decide this is this is the kind of music i'm going to get into
0: well the, uh that's a great question i i appreciate that um you know, I think uh, one of the earliest memories of this kind of music I had was a, a friend made a mix CD for me in in high school, and I I had um, I think in in high school I kind of figured out that I I wanted to be somewhat counterculture, and uh, you know, being a, a punk skateboarder wasn't quite counterculture enough for me. So then, I got really into the blues and specifically like delta blues and so i was that was like my thing in high school and i had this friend who was really into jazz and she was like oh you're missing out on so much beautiful music in jazz i'm like oh jazz is all angular and i don't like it the blues is straightforward and it's emotional and i get it um but she made me this mix cd that had um Louis armstrong doing the basin street blues and i remember I, i used to just play that one on repeat and then you know years go by and i'm in college now and i've got a a good friend i've got a band with and he's obsessed with django reinhardt and uh would just put on a django cd anytime he was you know just kind of hanging out at the house and so that that kind of uh you know european reflection of the the early american jazz you know got into my head too and i'm i'm a real big fan of the the django guitar stuff um but then uh fast forward a little bit longer when i when i started playing music i was just a guitar player right you know just a guitar player but i primarily would play guitar for other people right i would play oh. in other people's bands and that's what i like to do that's basically all i all i really wanted to do and then the band that i was in the singer decided he didn't want to do music anymore and quit and moved and i was like oh no i still i still want to play music so i've got to Learn how to sing basically and figure out how to how to be the person you know leading the band just so that I can continue to do this without having to depend on somebody else to give me the phone call so at that point, I started trying to figure out how to how to sing and write a song, which is you know surprisingly really really hard um <laughs> and i I was, I was having a really hard time with uh, the voice actually of, of like finding my voice and finding the what my voice was capable of and trying to write for that and finding other songs that other people had done that would work for my voice and trying to learn those songs and I started to become obsessed with um, this sort of club in my this club of uh, musicians and artists and singers in my mind that um, I had sort of dubbed the the Weird Singers Club, you know, and Randy is in that club, clearly. Um, yep, yep. Some of the other members of the club are uh, Tom Waits, you know, sure. who I'm obsessed with and uh, was at the time as well. So, you know, those guys, and then uh, another one of my favorites, his his voice isn't quite so weird, but he, he it, it's different, I guess, is uh, a guy named M. Ward, Matt Ward. I don't know if you're familiar with him. No. Yeah, he's, he's pretty great, but his whole thing is he's he's kind of like an indie rocker, but he will cover jazz songs and he says his whole vocal vocal style is him trying to imitate Billy holiday. And so he's got kind of this weird, this weird affectation on his voice. Um, but you know, listening to those guys, I sort of had this, this image in my mind of like, okay, you don't have to sing quote unquote pretty to deliver a powerful performance and write a good song and be somewhat successful. Right. So uh at first I leaned really hard into the Tom Waits thing, right? I was like, I'm gonna, you know, try to be Norman's Tom Waits is what I was what I had in my head. Right. And the timing worked out just so that I I kind of, you know, I was trying to develop that. I thought I was going pretty well. I was starting to like my voice. And then um there was another another fella in Norman who started doing a very similar thing except much better to my estimation. Like, <laughs> Like he was doing the Tom Waits thing so much better than I could I could dream of, and so then I was like, well, damn, you know, like uh, I'm 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 gonna figure out something else to do. And kind of uh, all that while, I had been sort of making money on the side playing in in you know just jazz bands, jazz combos that you get a guitar player, bass player, and a singer, and then you go play you know five to eight at some some restaurant or something, pocket a hundred bucks. Like it's you know especially for a college kid, it's a pretty darn good gig and so I had you know all these songs that I knew you know jazz wise on the guitar at least and so I'm like okay well let me let me try to do this thing it was around that same time actually I need to give props because I I went down to South by Southwest this was 2012 and I met uh, a woman named Albany Folletta who was a guitar player and singer and she did essentially what the Chariots were modeled we modeled it after her band because she you know if you were just listening to it it would be indistinguishable from you know, traditional jazz and the writing and the arrangement of it. However, um, it was all original. She wrote it, and she had this way of singing that was so um, unaffected. It was just, you know, her her pure, plain voice, and it wasn't fancy. It wasn't anything, um, you know, that sounded like she had to work hard to make, you know, like I said, give it some effect. Um, but it was just great. I loved it. And so I, I I then sort of tried to model what I was doing on that, which was, you know, I'm going to learn a bunch of these old jazz songs, learn how to sing them, learn how to do them, but also start writing with that vocabulary, the kind of chords, the kind of melodies that they used back then kind of rhythms and use that to construct the songs and sounds that I'm, I'm doing. Um, and so that's, that's, that's what I did. And, you know, we, we recorded, we played a lot of gigs, um, you know, and, and since then, I've gone through a process of broadening out you know like that's that's a very con- constrained project and i like putting constraints on a project because it helps me be creative i think um but i i've opened up sort of the broader thing of you know the kinds of projects that i'll i'll do and i like i said i i love doing electronic stuff i'm not you know embedded in the traditional jazz or traditional um americana sound necessarily uh although my education is rooted in it but I love a synthesizer as much as everybody else. Sorry, I, I, I realized I kind of rambled on there. No, <laughs> I, I, I was
1: just catching my breath there. That was that was a great answer.
0: <laughs> Thanks, <that>. dude. <laughs>
1: uh, so, you know, as someone who, who who's working on 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 original stuff, do you, do you see the biggest challenges being as the composer or as the lyricist? Where, where do you struggle the most?
0: myself i i struggle with the lyrics most of all um because uh the music it either just makes sense or it or it doesn't make sense like it it sort of comes as a package lots of times you know um and and the lyrics uh you know there's a certain part of me that feels like you know as a uh, as a healthy uh, heterosexual white dude you know like i i don't know how much I have to say in, in the modern age, you know, right. uh-huh. um, but at the same time, you know, I, you know, music's just music. And, uh, you know, I make the joke, like I said, I play uh, sideman guitar, pedal steel, whatever else for a couple of people. And I make the joke with them sometimes like I'll find myself singing one of their songs and just singing the lyrics all wrong, like not even close. Um, and it's this thing where I've, my musical sensibilities, I've just, uh, I hone in, really intensely on the the melodies, the harmonies, the rhythms. And it'll sometimes take me a dozen, two dozen times of listening to a song before the lyrics will really penetrate into my subconscious or, or even just conscious conscious uh and i'll be like oh that's what that song is about you know see i
1: i i like having guests like you on because i'm, I'm the exact opposite ah. um, I, all, all i'm doing is breaking down the lyrics trying to figure out the backstory and,
0: that's so cool though and, and,
1: yeah yeah so it, it's always good to, to get something like that together
0: yeah no doubt I mean, in fact
1: let, let's let's try doing that let, 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 yeah, let's let, bring a randy song out and uh and and break it down what what, are, like we, it. what are we talking today
0: I think we're going to talk about uh, "Texas Girl at the Funeral for Her Father" today. Yeah. That's the nice one.
1: Oh, yeah. I love this one, guys! This is uh, uh, off of the album "Little Criminals." So, take a couple minutes, listen to "Texas Girl at the Funeral of Her Father," and we will be right.
0: Now I want to sing the sing the little thing that you yeah, have in the break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Camptown races, sing this song, dude. Uh, oh, we haven't used so that great. one in a while. That. <laughs> that is hilarious, dude. I, I... You know, the,
1: the, the guy who sings that is doing it in, in the midst of a bit about how people only sing Stephen Foster when they're trying to think of a public domain. So an example of yes. something in the public domain. <laughs> that, that's all he's known for now. If yeah. he came back today, people would say, here's your legacy, Stephen. Your stuff is free.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: your stuff is very free, and very, we are very, thankful. very <laughs> thankful. Poor Stephen Foster. He, he, he never made what he deserved because there were no copyright laws so people just printed his sheet music (laughs) and he never saw a dime off of it
0: jeez that's rough i mean i guess it's always been hard out there for for songwriters to get paid right but especially hard (laughs) uh dang all right so
1: all right, now now that our audience is, is yes. has wiped all the tears away, <laughs> let, let let's talk about this song. First of all, I, I'm very thankful that Randy has given us such a useful title here <laughs> to tell us what the heck is
0: going on in this yeah, song. It's one of those uh titles that's it's so descriptive. Yeah, I you know, without it, I'm not sure I would know what was going on in that song, you know. Um Although, you know, I I do really appreciate, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll probably spend most of my time talking about the 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 harmony and and stuff of the song, but I'll start off talking about the lyrics. I really appreciate um that the song kind of describes, you know, this this relationship, right? Yeah. Um, and it describes at, at least so far as I can tell the character of of the father and it's it's this this kind of relatable character to me at least, you know, as as a musician or somebody who um you know, feels very possessed by the by the things that i uh spent my time doing you know um the the analogy has been made plenty of times you know other people you know we'll talk about sailors and you know they're the the call of the sea right they have the sea you know calls them and they 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 can't be happy on land they have to they have to go out sailing right yeah and so this guy is 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 as landlocked as you can get and there's got to be a reason for it sure yeah yeah well and then you know just like so many of randy's great songs he doesn't necessarily tell you everything but he make he prompts you to ask those those interesting questions you know like yeah you know was 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 he absent and this is you know are we feeling the the impact of his absence on his daughter or was he was he there did he make that sacrifice to to be landlocked to be be by his daughter clearly she's she's there at his funeral now and and has some sort of sense of of fondness for him it seems at least with that last that last little bit Um,
1: yeah it's probably the best father-child relationship in the randy
0: (laughs) capital yeah you know it That's a, that's a good point. You know, maybe there's there's, there's
1: not the, the bitterness there's not the distance that we're used to seeing uh, with, with Randy and his fictional dad.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Like this is, you know, I kind of, I'd like to know those folks. I think I'd like to see their, see their relationship. Um, and if nothing else, you know, like in uh, this, um, you know, and, and, and like with a lot of other Randy songs, it's kind of hard to tell exactly, um, you know, if, if the narrator slips at some point into a different, you know, like, is there a different narrator at one point in the song or not? But, you know, if this is the, the his daughter talking the whole time, you know, I get the sense that she at the very least understands that um, that desire, that call in, in, in her father. And that's a hard thing to do if it, you know, because I've known people, you know, people very close to me who who have had fathers who were gone right Who were absent off chasing their own dreams and and couldn't be there for for their children and i've been you know close friends with those children who grew up to you know to have these 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 issues around you know the, the absence of their fathers and uh you know in that in that case it it takes you know a kind of um titanic monumental um amount of grace or forgiveness to understand, you know, somebody who left you alone like that and didn't fulfill your needs to say, well, I understand what this meant to them. They went out searching for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What one thing I I love about the lyrics here is um and it's one of those things that, that I didn't catch for I don't know how many times I listened to this and didn't catch it. Sometimes you just need to to read the liner notes. You know, <laughs> right. Re- see the lyrics on print to, to realize it but she starts this talking mm-hmm. about how she's sailing yeah mm-hmm. she, she lost in the wind round and circle sailing you're absolutely right and and, and that
0: and, oh sorry go ahead yeah and
1: you know to me that that means she's just kind of lost in in grief in in that mm-hmm. immediate grief that first week after death where <sighs> yeah everything's kind of a flurry of activity while you're getting mm-hmm. ready for the funeral. The real grief hasn't set in yet, but she's just, just kind of uh, seems like she's overwhelmed with, with what's going on here.
0: Yeah, no, that, that definitely rings, rings true to me, you know? Um, and that, and I love that. I love that he, he uses that same, you know, that same term, that same imagery in the, in, in this context, it is, it's, 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 um, it's a confusion it's a uh, you know everything is off kilter um but then you know at the very end of papa will go sailing it 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 has this kind of togetherness it's this um yeah this this resolution you know so
1: so we, we we've we got the same metaphor twice uh-huh. uh, meaning completely different things in, yeah.
0: in, in a song that has what 40 words maybe right <laughs> Well, that was, it's, yeah, that was shocked me there. There's like maybe a verse and then, you know, that instrumental bit and then a half verse at the end. And that's, there's not a lot in that song. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the title tells us <laughs> almost as much as, as this song.
1: Oh, uh-huh. but
0: yeah. It, it's, oh, this is so good. Yeah. And if, if I could, uh, ramble a little bit, just, I, I love, um, the chord changes in this song. And I love like the way he, he leads from one place to another in a song. It's, I mean, he, he's, he's got dozens of songs that do it really, really well. This is, this is one of one of the best. Um, and he has this way, I think I remember hearing another one of your guests talk about it, where he is the King of suspensions and that he will resolve something. The line will kind of resolve, but the chords and everything don't feel resolved yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I it's remember. a moment.
1: I, yeah. I, don't, don't, don't roll your eyes at me because I'm no musician, <laughs> but you know, pulled up some of the the guitar tab websites for the mm-hmm. song, and it's like A suspended four, A suspended yeah. two. I, I had to look up what that was. <laughs> right. Well, and this is
0: so. It's break, one of the <laughs> break down the theory behind that. I mean, yeah. Well, I I find that stuff so fascinating, and and this this du- dual thing of you know you could look at it in a very complex way or a very simple way. And I, I, you know, the way I think, like, for example, there's a bit in the verse of this song, I think where, um, in fact, it might've even been the, one of the chords you're describing where all of a sudden, you know, there are, there's a way you could play this song as a three chord song, just like a lot of sure. songs that have more stuff, more, more chord changes in them. But there's a, a bit there where, uh, it gets back around and, um, it's almost the end of the phrase, but it's not quite the end of the phrase. And he's got the the one chord uh in in the right hand, but the left chord is uh has the five in the base of it. and so it's uh, it's a it's an old church, you know uh piano trick, I guess, but it's this thing where it comes back home to the to the resolution, to the one chord. Uh, but uh the foundation of the one chord is unstable in that it's uh the fifth of the one chord instead of the root the one of the one chord, but then a, a half a second later he takes that one chord and he makes it the five chord so it's essentially that is it's like the five chord but it's it's suspended in that it's the the one chord on top of the five, but he plays the five chord and then back to the one with the one underneath it and that's sort of like i said it's an old church music trick, but it has this way of tricking you it's like Hey, we came back to the resolution. Wait, did we? No, we didn't. But now we're going to set you up so that when we go to the resolution, it's going to hit you twice as hard as it would have the first time. Um, and he works it into his lyrics and his melodies. So he'll, he'll sing it that way too. Like he's, he's just so good at, uh, you know, playing with your emotions and, and just stringing you along to exactly the point he wants to drop you off. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I keep going back in my head to what you said that this could, could just
1: as easily be a a, a three chord song. And yeah. <laughs> I, I'm kind of playing that in my head and, and running it side by side to, to what I'm used to hearing and, and <laughs> just getting some of that depth. I'm I'm going to listen to this with some very, very oh. fresh
0: ears. Next time. <laughs> well, and there's a, if I can, one, one other thing that he did in this song specifically that I loved is uh, the way the strings would interact. I think it's in the, in the, the B section, uh, Um, But uh, they play a half step off of the chord on the downbeat and then the next beat they'll play, they'll resolve. So it's, but it's like the strings will always be a half step off of the chord right when he, when he hits the chord. So you get this incredible tension right when he hits the chord that's then resolved a moment later. It's, it's the kind of thing that you, like he knows all of these tricks that most, people including myself don't even notice unless you put it under a microscope but all of those things that create tension that resolve tension you know he's he's just got a he's got a mary poppins bag full of them (laughs) yeah wow uh i i I really am impressed with the strings work
1: on this it 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 seems like he'd he'd gotten away from strings a little bit you know I, yeah you know marie is, has that beautiful lush string arrangement uh, one of my favorites and, yeah so good and i guess well okay i guess this is just the next album so it's not like he's <laughs> taking a break from the strings but uh-huh. it is nice to see them back uh and yeah it, but this is the only strings i can think of on on this whole record on this whole uh little criminals
0: yeah nothing else comes to mind um
1: uh, I, I love how he has just the 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 access to, to whatever orchestra
0: he needs just <laughs> right. for the sake of one song. Just. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. And on this, uh you know, I've always thought, especially listening to, you know, some of these songs where they do feel very um orchestrated and, and almost in like a comical way, like the great nations of Europe or something. Um I always had in my mind this image where Randy goes and he sits down at the piano and he just plays it. And then they go back and like all right well let's let's just put the kitchen sink on it, you know the piccolos and the and the everything else." I mean it was so interesting to hear your guest a while back uh I can't remember his name now the fellow who played bass with him. Yeah man, yeah David which, Pilch oh. oh my gosh that was such an amazing uh conversation y'all had and hearing him talk about the process they went through to record uh, Dark I, I, Matter
1: I'm so glad I I I felt I didn't have the, the musical skills to really appreciate what David was saying so I'm glad that <laughs> that uh, I'm glad that that, that that you're able to to, to appreciate whole, what he was saying there cuz I was I, Giddy. <laughs> uh, the impression I got off of that was that, that that Randy had every little thing planned in his head.
0: Yeah. Well, that's and that's why it was so fun listening to him describe the process because I've always suspected that when you listen to a song that he did on the album that has the orchestration, and then you listen to the same song on the songbook yeah. recordings where it's just the piano, you hear a lot of that stuff. Like he's always he always has a little bit of the melody, or if there's a funny little do 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 he'll play it on the piano like yeah i
1: i what was oh laugh and be happy on the songbooks. Yeah, he's yes. able to
0: do that little bluebird thing with this uh-huh that right do, do 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 Thanks, fellas. god what a cheese ball he's so corny and i love it i i i wonder how much of that is is just
1: you know he he feels that people he feels that people take him too seriously.
0: <laughs> They're
1: like, why are you asking me questions of philosophy?
0: I'm a songwriter. Oh, and that's such a good defense too. Uh but you know, I maybe it's because, you know, the general populace feels let down by other other leaders. So we look to our songwriters and our comedians, right?
1: Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> you
0: know, it, it seems like the I that I not
1: not to get too philosophical oh sure but the uh the 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 gentleman in the 1700s who founded my uh particular denomination basically said look no one cares what you preach it's all about what you're singing yeah (laughs) let me write the music (laughs) of the church and i will sway the world
0: man that's that's the strongest yeah that's the strongest case i've heard like yeah you know man i and i do like i'm not necessarily a religious person but i love you know religious music like that you know this uh dark matter has that great you know the great debate where you know there's all this talk about science and all the you know there's all these weird sort of um ambient sounds and whatever but then yeah. you know like the it when it kicks into doing the shout chorus you know on a, with a gospel band it's like oh my god that feels amazing yeah <laughs> like you know you can you can think of yourself as you know little uh you know science is my religion guy but come on when when it's smacking on two and four and the choir's singing the hammond organs going like you feel good don't you i do you know yeah, yeah.
1: now have you listened to faust
0: i have not actually okay. that's on my to-do list
1: all right that in in fact that 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 song that he ends uh the great debate with uh is track one from faust it's glory ah, train okay yes uh, that- and so um uh, man um, um, pe- people either love faust or they hate faust yeah. oh really but, uh, okay because well I... <laughs> listen to the becky warren episode to hear everything i believe about faust but yeah Great. listen to glory train off of faust and and, and you'll, you'll get that and you know I, I i love that how he's able to to, to glean the good off of everything yes that, you know, yeah. okay this isn't a, a philosophy that, that he subscribes to but he's gonna take what's good from it and run with it
0: you know that just makes that just makes so much sense doesn't it you know yeah, yeah. i i definitely appreciate that about randy he, i don't know if he's intentionally trying to do it but it, it seems like some kind of uh attempt at you know um appeal uh, broad appeal <laughs> you know as, as weird as that sounds for a randy newman song that sounds so weird and stuff but yeah you know um he he doesn't reserve his uh criticisms for you know against anybody and he'll you know he can he has nice things to say about you know anybody too if if there's something nice to say i suppose
1: yeah one last thing i want to point out on on texas girl and and, if you've got more to add please please uh get get with it you know it if if you never read the lyrics if you only heard them it might be easy to mistake what's going on in the last verse Oh yeah. She says, "Here I am, alone on the plane, mm-hmm. and it's plain P L A I N. It's not like she's flying back home. She yeah. is in the middle of West Texas, you know, wiping the funeral dirt off
0: of her hands. Wow. Uh, as as the rain starts." wow you know what that does that completely changes the end of the song it does. and i don't know I, I i didn't actually i didn't read the read the page uh, you know the lyrics off the page and so in my mind's eye it was always the trip home after the funeral you know which is in itself you know it's a contemplative moment i can i can see it in my mind's eye right you know yeah, looking out yeah. the the little window and it's starting mm-hmm. to rain but that but to to you know the image of a of woman alone you know. I, out in the Texas plane, you know, when it's starting to rain, that, that's a lot more powerful. When, I, I, there
1: are probably people who would, would disagree with me on this, but when I sing this one, I mm-hmm. intentionally sing Planes instead of Plane. Because it's something you don't want to, to miss,
0: the I fact agree. that she is standing out there mm-hmm. in, in this West Texas plane. Yeah, totally. You know, and uh, there's, there's an argument to be made for, well, you know, the ambiguity is kind of fun and, and all that. But then, you know, um, the impact is so much greater when it's understood, right? You know, when, 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 it, when the message really gets across. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on team planes. You, you go ahead and sing it that way. Um, okay. I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm
1: sure Randy would say I'm overthinking it. <laughs>
0: oh, my... I'm so glad you picked this. This is a good one, man. Yeah, thank you. I really, really enjoyed it, and similarly, I I picked it out on piano myself and had a lot of a lot of fun with that. Um, I'm I'm curious, just uh, you know, when when you're when you're working out a, a Randy song, do you uh, do you have, have the book, or do you like to do it by ear? What's your process like?
1: Um, you know, I've the the, uh, the song book that's kind of the standard out there uh, mm-hmm. has you know maybe thirty of of you know of the hits, thirty of the ones that you would expect. Sure. Uh, deeper stuff like texas girl uh isn't out there so you know i'm i'm getting on cordify to yeah. get me started and then i'm scribbling and, and reading yeah oh yeah left hand and, and all that yeah um, that's great but uh yeah the i i really recommend the the uh songbook that that he put out oh it would have been about 98 or 99 uh, yeah that has uh, the arrangements are very faithful uh the Good. arrangements are very difficult uh, <laughs> but uh it, it it is a well put together uh well put yeah. together
0: anthology man i had a i had to pick that up you know i i've always been really slow with reading sheet reading music off the page you know i when i was learning to play when i was a teenager i basically just turned on the radio with my guitar in hand and i would just play along with whatever came on the radio and that's mm-hmm. sort of how i trained my ear to, so i you know when i'm doing stuff for people i work with they, they'll send me a song and i'll just listen to the song a bunch and i'll you know work out what needs to happen um but uh yeah there's some of those things that i can't figure out what he's doing so yeah. I, ne- I think i need to read it off the page yeah. um
1: the, Rand- randy's the first pop music that i've ever really played you know i it was uh you know. You know the 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 basics of, of the you know classical standards was mm-hmm. you know what i did as a kid and i picked up randy and so a- after working on this songbook for you know a couple of years uh i i maybe my wife was sick of hearing me playing the same 20 <laughs> songs but but she got me a, a woody guthrie anthology oh nice and i'm looking through these and you know it's got all of the uh the mermaid avenue stuff on it which is right really the ones i'm into i like, Oh shit! This is way easier. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: kidding, dude. That's like okay, th- th- this. I can get used to. <laughs> oh my gosh! Talk about a three chord song. Woody Guthrie yeah. had had a bunch of them. Yeah. Oh man, have you ever gotten to make it out to the uh, Woody Guthrie Folk Festival? I um I haven't. I I
1: go up to Tulsa to you know the the Woody Guthrie Center. Anyway, yeah. every, every year or two, uh, but That's I've great. never never made it to the festival. Why do they hold it in July? <laughs> well, I'm a uh,
0: fat man. I can't go out in July. They, I think it's because of Woody's birthday. But yeah, I and everyone who goes to that festival agrees with you. It's it's so hot. It's unbearably hot. Um, and the they didn't do it last year because of the pandemic. But the year before they had started doing this new thing where they had completely enclosed tents with air conditioners um, that oh. made it almost bearable. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, the tents were packed and you know, um I've heard whisperings that it might happen this year. Uh we'll see. I'm I'm hopeful. Gosh, I want some I want some live music to come back so bad. I oh. I just miss it. I'm I'm just about ready for it. I'm just about ready. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, here it comes. <laughs> here comes the wheel. Could it be? It is. Oh, my gosh. Let me pull it up here. Folks, if you are feeling spunky and you want to spin the wheel yourself, all you have to go do is go to Twitter and go to uh, our Twitter page, Wheel of Randy. Go to the pinned tweet, and the second tweet in our, our pinned tweet thread is the wheel itself. And, Kyle, can you see that? Let's see. Yes, I can. All right. So whenever (laughs) you're ready, let's spin that wheel. Spin the
0: wheel, spin the
1: wheel, spin the wheel of Randy.
0: Bing. Stop the wheel. Are you kidding me? I love this song good because maybe you can
1: convince me because I Mm. okay all right you know this wouldn't be the first time that 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 a a guest has won me over on a song (laughs) folks we're going to listen to going home and this is off of bad love i think it is Mm -hmm. okay so folks dust off your copy of bad love or Okay, let's be honest, you're on Spotify. Uh, (laughs) Listen to Going Home. This is the next to last track off of Bad Love. And Cal and I are going to listen to this, and we will be back in two minutes and seven seconds.
0: Camp Town sing this song, do die.
1: And we are back. I mean what's not to love, right?
0: <laughs> no. Well, uh,
1: you know that's probably as close to a
0: Tom Waits song as he's ever done. I was going to say yeah, like uh Tom Waits is very much the songwriter who will just take a phrase and repeat it 7 8 <laughs> times and call that a chorus. Uh-huh. Uh I'm thinking of Time and uh, you know others <laughs> um, but um yeah, like it's it is one of the simplest Randy Newman songs I think I've I've ever heard and uh what one of the specific things that I love about it is the production, because if it sounds so bad, you know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah. Like it sounds sounds like like,
1: he's playing a 78 or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like, like they recorded his piano and vocal onto a 78 and then recorded that onto, or, or, uh, you know, like he recorded it on his iPhone, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. If he had an iPhone back then. Right. But, um, there's something something about that like the texture of that bad audio that i really really like it you know because that that album was late 90s if i'm not mistaken yeah, right uh-huh. like it's there's no there's no reason that the audio should be that bad right it it was clearly an intentional decision that they they made um and kind of a, a bold one i think uh, just be, because you know for so long sound engineers you know um that that sound that specific sound that shh is it, you know that'll get you fired you know like if you it, send in a mix that has that in it you know nobody nobody want to work with you again. Mm. Um, so just on that I I love that he you know he's such a curmudgeon and such a you know he doesn't care he's not trying to impress anybody right he, he you know he got this in my mind's eye like I said I I create all these backstories for the thing like he he recorded that on a on a shitty cassette tape recorder. And he was like, you know, in this, in like the Bruce Springsteen Nebraska style. He was like, you know what? That's the take. Y'all deal with it. And then they were like, all right, well, let's put some, let's put an orchestra around it. I guess <laughs> you know, um, but then you know, musically, just the song. Yeah, it's it's so simple. I worked out an ar- arrangement of this on my uh, guitar one time, and it's another one that when he, th- it's it's practically a blues song, right? He'll sing a line, and repeat it, and then there's kind of a turnaround. Right. And he gets to that turnaround. Um, he, you know, it's 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 super simple, folky church stuff up until the turnaround, and then he has all these weird half-step chord changes and, and these suspensions and stuff, but it eventually gets us right back to a very classic-sounding resolution, and I, I, I'm i just a huge nerd for that stuff. I love anytime time uh, chromaticism happens in a song, and Randy's very good at it, um, where, you know, a, a, a note will change just by a half-step, and it, it completely shifts the context of the thing this the song has has a good little bit of that right in the turnaround like there's not there's not many other opportunities for that to happen in the song because everything else is just one four and five but the turnaround has some some really nice chord changes in it and then yeah i'm i'm just a huge fan of that simplistic songwriting style like you mentioned the tom Waits style and so you know when he's just singing going home going home it just it just resonates with me
1: I I think it ties in nicely with with our first song that we have a guy who's you know thousands of miles away from his loved one. Yeah, <laughs> who's got that 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 longing, that that homesickness.
0: My God, these these songs make a great pair, don't they? They do. They do. Uh, so so uh,
1: the, the 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 wheel is is, is like a, a very clever horoscope.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, well, uh, you can can read anything into it sometimes. <laughs> we are grateful for the wheel thank you wheel yes.
1: all right i i'm warming up to going home honestly this is probably <laughs> the first time i've listened to it in a decent set of headphones right so that makes a difference sure couldn't uh, hurt yeah sorry we'll do that okay i need your help Kyle for the next yes. thing for this week's okay. cover
0: this weeks cover
1: because yes. uh, I have, there are eight or nine people oh. who have done Texas Girl, uh, okay. and so I, I've just got the list here. This is just off of SecondhandSongs.com, which is where I get most of my covers. Uh, do yeah. any of these? Uh, do any of these artists stand out to you as one that we should, oh, should go with? That is a good
0: question. I I don't think I recognize any of them.
1: The only one I recognized was the King Singers because it's an a English acapella oh, group. That um, sounds
0: very interesting. Yeah, you want to give that a try? Let's give that a try. Yeah. All right,
1: let, let's play that real quick. Uh, I did it again. All right.
0: So let's listen.
1: Off the album, Good Vibrations. Oh, brother. <laughs> Y'all very talented. Uh-oh, here comes another one. <laughs>
0: I'm stopping this. <laughs> okay, that yeah. I, I was I was shocked when when they like what octave they were singing that, and I was like, oh my god. You know, uh, I
1: I grew up in a, a very very high church, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, we had you know, so far as to have a boys' choir. Oh, uh-huh. uh, and so uh, a, 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 as fate would have it. We started the boys' choir right as I turned twelve, oh. <laughs> and so so I when I hear a, a guy singing in in that range, all I think of are the missed opportunities. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Let let's let's try a different cover if you'll sure to that's fine. Fine with me mm-hmm. um, because the one I sampled, I really liked this Nick Jones one. Yeah, let's check it out. When the president asked me to write an album for America, I had to think about that for,
0: oh, two seconds. Wow. I like, you like that. like that? Yeah, that was pretty. I, I love that uh, guitar playing style. You know, there's that whole long intro he did that feels uh, like a John Fahey thing or like a, you know, uh, where he's got a lot of the melody in there, but then it's also just like it feels wild and untamed, you know? Yeah. It felt like my dad listened to a lot of Leo Kotke. Yes, that got that oh my feel gosh. To it. Yes, that's that's another one of those names. I got to see Leo Kotke. Uh, what? Yes, he he played a show in Norman at the park when I was in college. I was like my freshman year, and I I had no idea who he was, but a friend was like, "You like guitar? You need to go see Leo Kotke, And I was I was so glad that I did. We all sat like kids, like uh, just on on the ground uh, in front of him, watching him do his thing, and it was amazing.
1: Um I'm glad I'm glad we listened to both of these because you know the the, the King Singers was was kind of a note for note transcription but but mm-hmm. you definitely
0: see the arranging skills. In yeah. Someone,
1: how he yeah. made it his own.
0: No doubt. Yeah, and that's my favorite you know way for somebody to do a cover I think is uh, when they they don't necessarily do a note for note recreation but they they take the important parts of the song um and Filter it through their own skill set and their own taste, and and it comes out slightly different. But you know, you can still, you can still feel the the original song in there. I've got a, a version
1: of "Living Without You" that is a completely different melody, <laughs> but it's, it still fits, and you can still tell it's clearly the same, yeah, same song. It's just I. Mm, that that is that's beyond me
0: but that's so cool i know
1: just enough to appreciate it i guess yeah
0: i love stuff like that yeah. uh, there's a, a buddy of mine bass player and we used to do a brunch gig and we used to have a lot of fun where our thing was we we'd just take um simple songs at the time the place didn't have a a um a pro license and so they were like you can't play any covers guys and so we're like all right we'll just play all originals and we'd run out so we'd just like take Something like Mary Had a Little Lamb or Ansco Marching, uh, or not Ansco Marching, I guess, you know, something relatively recognizable and then uh, put it in a minor key and, you know, change the rhythm of it or something and just play it like that, you know, Um, all kind of fun games you can play with music.
1: Kyle, I think that's about it. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, How can people get hold of you?
0: Well, uh, if, you're, if you're on uh, Instagram, I'm at Kyle Reed Music. And if you're just on the internet, uh, I have a website that's kylereedmusic.com. Is that R-E-I-D? That, indeed, that's R-E-I-D. Okay. And uh, I, I post stuff that I do on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, hopefully, there'll be some, some gigs and stuff this, uh, this summer. Uh, until then, we're just you know, doing what we can hope so well thank you for staying safe and
1: good luck on on your vaccination and hey, everyone let's just be smart a couple more months and we yes. might have a good summer Here, let's, here's uh, hoping we'll be careful out there yes all right, all right. All thanks good. so thank much you. for having me yeah totally thank you so much kyle we appreciate it Well, that's it for another episode of Wheel of Randy. We are part of the Good Trash Media Network and can be found on Twitter at Wheel of Randy. For links to all of the shows uh, and as well as links to the songs that we discuss on these shows, go to Twitter at Wheel of Randy. Go to our pinned tweet and that will take you to a blog spot with all of these Yes, a blog spot because it's 2021. Uh, Wheel of Randy is brought to you by Wade Engineering. We are a water and sewer engineering firm out of Oklahoma and Texas specializing in hydraulic modeling. Give us a call at 405 426 7634. Couple of thank yous. Thank you to Brian Mays for our artwork. You can check him out on Facebook at Brian Mays Art. Thank you to Matt Farley for our theme song and for our Spin the Wheel song and for our this week's cover song. You can check him out at Moturn Media. That's M-O-T-E-R-N Media. Thanks to Alex Sanchez for our Second Chances song thanks to everyone out there who has promoted the show who's given us a good rating, who's given us a review uh, and just thanks for listening. It means a lot to me. And thanks for staying home. Come on, a couple more months folks we've got this. Stay home listen to the wheel. Don't get infected, don't infect others and maybe society will see you next time Bye It's Wheel of Randy